Well, you know, we already outed him as as, as a huge Twilight fan. So. Oh yeah, a huge Twilight fan. All the posters of Bella and Edward on his walls. Man. I mean, was was this is an important question. Was Forrest Team Edward or Team Jacob? Oh. Yeah, you're you're being pretty presumptuous here. Hold on, let's find out. This is really important. <laughs> For podcast sake. We're phoning a friend. The amount of times that we bring phones onto this podcast. Hey, Forrest. Um, you are on the air with Kaylee and Oh my me. gosh, what did I win? Um, nothing, but you do oh, get crap. to answer. Were you team Edward or team Jacob? <laughs> that is the sound of being hung up on by your spouse. Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> yeah, I guess the world will never know. Hey, let us know at home if you really want to know. Forrest was Team Edward or Team Jacob. Uh, yeah, listen, just let us know. Listen, we don't beg for social media interaction too often, but if you could please flood us with requests for knowing yes. if Forrest was Team Edward or Team yes. Jacob. And That's if all we get I enough wanted. people, you know, he might actually answer the phone again and speak to me again. <laughs> And I'm Keely Iverson, and you're listening to Nevertheless She Podcasted. Woo! <laughs> Seven times! No, that's not true. Maybe five. I'm going to go back and realize that somehow just the recording just cut out during the one. That one. <laughs> I'm going to have to clip three different ones together where Hello, your name normal. sounds normal and my name sounds normal and the podcast name sounds normal. We'll just do that. There It'll we go. Okay, let's get down to business. Let's talk about why we're really here. Mad Max Fury Road. I'm sorry? Just rewatch that movie. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't. Wow. Well, you should. I feel like you... I'm very surprised. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's something you would watch. Um, well, not specifically like this is a no, Kaylee movie. No, but this is fair. Um, <clears throat> it came out sometime when we were in college and Mm -hmm. I was just way too busy at that point to watch it and then enough time passed that I feel like everybody else had watched it and it would be Mm -hmm. weird for me to watch it not like I felt like I couldn't watch it but I just nobody else was dying to see it anymore because everybody had already seen it and I was like oh oh well I think it came out your freshman year because I was still in Puyallup at the time no okay so I saw it when it first came out and I had no idea what it was. And I was like, actually kind of upset when I saw it. Cause I was like, what is going on? And I was like, why did I pay money to see whatever just happened? And then because of that, I've had this like anger against the movie. Okay. Really for no reason. It's just the timing wasn't right. And so last night Forrest and I 
watched it again and I was like oh my gosh this is actually a really good movie and we've got some really solid like female stars um that's all but I can't talk about it with you because you haven't seen it so I'm sorry um, you know <laughs> so let's- my apologies <laughs> Thank you. That's all I want, Kaylee. Just want a, an apology about things that don't matter. That's what I'm here for. So, <laughs> okay, let's actually get to business. The business, the women's business. Just going to put my head down. Who gave um, us microphones? You did. You did, Kaylee. <laughs> you gave us microphones to talk about whatever we do. Women's business, apparently. Women's business. This is a women's business podcast. Right now, because we're gonna get it. We're gonna get the audience. Or a gel. Or a gel in no way sponsors this podcast. Don't <laughs> sue us. Also, don't sue us for false advertising. This is not a women's business podcast. Let's this talk about official stocks. statement from Kaylee Iris. No, let's not talk about. Listen, Roth IRA. That's a real thing. Good job. Let's talk about it. That's <laughs> no, not. Anyway. I don't know what it is. How to invest in women's business. You should. You should invest in women's business. You should. Um, businesses. Businesses. Yes. So this month is not women's business month, but it is women's history month. Yes, which, in, which involves a little women woman women business women. we have the friend who says women like lemon so women we do ben women. <laughs> <laughs> women. he says women which is so funny because he's very well spoken it's just like one of those things and he just he says women and it cracks me up every time maybe anyway. maybe it's a wyoming thing like Oh, my cat sneezes. Friends in Wyoming, do you say women? <laughs> well, they wouldn't know because they're there. In the city that I grew up in, people say both, B-O-T-H, like both. Oh. I mean, that's re- that's a really exaggerated version, but it does sound like both. Both? Both. Both. That's really, really exaggerated, but it's not both. It's both. You know, my favorite thing is when Canadian people say Sorry. Sorry. It makes me really happy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> back to women's business. That was a weird tangent. Yeah. Tangent. Um, one note: we are on the zooms, and there is a little sound nonsense happening. There certainly is. I can hear it. So yeah. That um, means you can hear it, which means they can hear it. Yes. So sorry. So, sorry. So- <laughs> sorry um but <laughs> uh, bear with us we still have something potentially good maybe to say <laughs> only time can tell yes only time can tell um so anyway as we've said before kaylee and i are women, women. and women and i kind of wanted to talk about um us being women because it's women's history month yay Yay, which i i don't know if i've ever actually uh recognized it just kind of happens and then goes um yeah 
I don't know. I can't even remember in school recognizing that it was Women's History Month. In school, we did because we talked about um, like Seneca Falls and Susan B. Anthony and, you know, women's, now I'm saying women, women's history. You know, I think I was absent that day. Every year of school, you were absent for, for March. a month. <laughs> yep, for March. Because I don't remember that at all. I, yeah, I don't remember that. Um, I do remember Black History Month the month before, but we only basically talked about Martin Luther King Jr. So we talked about Martin Luther King Jr. and then a whole lot about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> so. Yep. Speaking of Black History Month, let's talk about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> so that's what I remember. Anyway, well, did you talk about um, how Abraham Lincoln um, fought those uh, zombies? Uh, we, or we vampires? Did, it one? was, uh, I think, I think, I think both. it was vampires. <laughs> vampires, definitely. Yeah. And he fought them um, with his black best friend. Yeah, yeah, that was um, most of my. See, we didn't we didn't get to that until I got to AP US history. Oh, but once we, once course, you get there, that's when course. you unlock that level of learning. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Anyway, yes. So <laughs> something I've been thinking about is like I wonder. Oh. <laughs> My voice was cutting out, so I just made it do it more. Um, okay. <laughs> but I I wonder, Kaylee, mm-hmm. um, to you, what what is, why is this month important if it's important? Why? 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 Thanks for putting me on the spot. Uh- <laughs> it's what I do. <clears throat> I it like is what you, you do. I know. You'd think that we'd start planning these podcasts. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, I think it is something that I recognize as important to people around me. Mm. I don't. I don't know that I place a personal importance on it. Not that it's not important. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've put effort into recognizing its importance personally beyond. Yes. Does that make sense? Is that does it, Yes, that yeah. does make sense. And I think that I feel similar. And I think that when I'm thinking about women's history month, like I kind of feel like I'm forcing it to a degree. That sounds weird. Like right now, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we should talk about this because it's something happening." Um, yeah. but I don't know if I fully have a grasp of of its significance and you know i think it's important to have times to focus in on people who have been marginalized or oppressed throughout history and things like that but i just kind of worry that months like this um become like the only time we're having certain conversations yeah and then i definitely i definitely feel that something that um my school has been doing recently that I've really appreciated is I just had this massive horrible paper due for a class recently and uh we had you know like the 
a number like the minimum number of sources that you had to use and one of our extra requirements was one of the sources had to be of a significantly different worldview than our own mm. and so um like for example if if you were as a student a educated white male who like lived in a pretty comfortable socioeconomic status you went and found someone who basically lived on other other elements of those scales and so it was really really cool so I I think that was a weird tangent tangential way for me to be like I think that I I prefer to recognize women's contributions to the world we live in in more consistent thoughtful ways like that yeah than in months but I respect the existence of women's history month and I recognize that we are not to a point yet where it's implicitly important and therefore months are a step in the right direction does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah you know what's funny is I think we have similar views about like women's history month and like lent like we we kind of seem like you and I <laughs> kind of seem against the ideas of like specific (laughs) months for things um and see I but the thing is there's moments where I feel like like there's moments where I lean into those things like I think advent is really important if we're talking like liturgical tradition like I really lean into advent um a space especially where I think Women's History Month can serve some serve folks well. Mm-hmm. That space is the church. That's a really good point. And I feel like all of those months, any any of the months of focusing in on something, could be very um, important and helpful within uh, church spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about Women's History Month, especially because of the ways that women have not been allowed in uh, church leadership and such for centuries. Yeah, I'm for some denominations still today. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think I saw like something on Facebook the other day. It was like a post about Women's History Month and... Um, honoring women in the church or something and someone responded to it and was like uh, women aren't supposed to be in leadership <laughs> and what? what I don't understand how those two are first of all automatically related <laughs> I don't know and <laughs> I, I there was another post that someone I know um shared she was she works for a nonprofit and she sent out an email to the donors of this nonprofit um asking them to help support these different programs that they have for women and it's women his women's history month and so they could really they would love, really love extra support Blah, can't talk and she got back an email from one of their donors and they were like oh yeah, we should really be supporting our young men. Glad to know how you stand on this position. It was like really weird. What? what? Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is just uh, 
for so many reasons. One being, I hate when people look at something and they're like, oh yeah, you're talking about this right now? Well, you should be talking about this. And because you're talking about that, it takes away from this. And that's not so, like... (laughs) Come on. That's very rarely. So I think there are cases where that's accurate, but they're incredibly few and far between. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious, Nicole, if you would like to talk a little bit about being one of those um, heretical women in leadership. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I remember when I first became a pastor um, and people had a hard time for a while not calling me the pastor's wife and introducing Mm -hmm. me that way or um things like that because if you didn't know um i am a co-pastor with my husband forrest uh and yeah so it it was kind of confusing at the beginning for people to get that we were co-pastors and it wasn't like he's pastor i'm an assistant or like things like that and also the ways that we pastor are very different mm-hmm. um he does a lot more of the like preaching pieces and stuff and I do more of the relational pieces um and that's hard for people to understand and to see um so yeah it's it's really weird entering the space as a young woman of color and a pastor and um kind of that that triple threat <laughs> Yes, but um, within the United Methodist Church, my understanding is that women have been allowed to be pastors and leadership and stuff for uh, quite some time. Our our bishop is a woman, and um, my old boss was a woman, but she has since stepped down. And so, anyway, there's a lot of women in high positions of power within the United Methodist Church, at least the area we're in. Goodness, is this, I always feel like I'm just advertising the UMC. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, do you? Um, this is just where I'm at right now. So that's all. I just want to say that. I'm not like, this is the best place ever. I, I can't even divert most of that attention because I'm currently at a free Methodist church, which isn't terribly different. And even if I was like <laughs> going to like a further, my furthest reach from that is like Church of God, which is still very like Wesleyan <laughs> right. movement. And so like we're in that camp. We we come from similar, I guess we are in similar roots. What? Yes, we sure. <laughs> because i don't come from similar roots but i i think i think our theology like our deep personal theology is 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 rooted in a lot of the same traditions i gotta close my window someone's like cutting down a tree i don't know (laughs) sorry that (laughs) that's recorded that sound My arms are just short. It's hard to do things sometimes. It's going to make you a compilation of all the noises you've made on this podcast that I've had to cut. Forget bonus content. You're getting your own 15-minute stretch of Nicole noises. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And and that's how it starts. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Oh, my gosh. Overall, I, I think that in certain 
spaces and especially institutionalized spaces mm-hmm. as the church has become a waka waka um what, what? i think th- things like women's history month are so needed and yeah. um actual deep work during these months is needed not just hey look at this person she did something once look at this person um I think when you talk about things like women's history month Mm -hmm. within institutions a lot of times we're focusing on kind of the safe people Mm -hmm. like Like more yes and there's like a (laughs) A fear of talking about some of the more radical or yeah sure let's keep radical radical like, um folks in movements like I, glennon doyle ah <laughs> i'll act like i know things what there we go perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah no i i totally agree i think a lot of times and i i think about like women's conferences like christian Mm. women conferences and like Mm -hmm. who they choose as their speakers and musicians and artists and a lot of times they're safe (laughs) yeah safe and like to be honored and recognized for the work you do you don't have to be a radicalized person or do something like really extreme or something like that um but i do think it's important that there is a variety in who we focus on um and teach about especially if you're in a teaching space schools church all that yes yes i was gonna say something else but i forgot okay on a different topic but the same topic of women business Okay. Um, something I was thinking about when I was like, we're going to talk about this is what are our definitions of like what it means to be a woman? And my idea of this has shifted. Not that I've like spent time saying, this is what I think this means and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, just with this thought popping in my head, I'm like, oh, I think my definition of what means for me to be a woman sorry Mm -hmm. let me explain for me to be a woman and not just women everywhere because I think that is so different Um, and how folks identify as women it's different and so for me personally identifying as a woman and being a cisgendered woman let me give some definitions for you at home denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex. I was pointing that out because I realized that my view of what it means for me to be a woman is different than someone else's view. And that's okay. That's cool. I don't think that, I think one cool thing about being a woman is that you get to kind of define that and you don't have to be put into a little, little suitcase and zipped up and sent on your way. Because that's an analogy. That's real. I love your analogies. <laughs> so, so tell us what it means to you to be okay. a woman. So here's my thoughts. And it's, we're going to tell in story time. Oh, yay. Okay. When I was a young warthog. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> when I was young child <laughs> um I this was news coming for us in copyright I now know, and I totally I'm... are um I I do not own that song it is Lion King all the way not not mine I couldn't think of something so clever <laughs> anyway <what> I was... <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> when I was a kid um I was really I think confused about like being a girl and all of that and it just seemed more fun to be a boy based Mm -hmm. off of what I saw in the world and what society kind of was telling me Um, and I think the way also that I would see men being treated versus how women were treated and so that was really confusing for me and as I've aged and kind of grown more into myself mm-hmm. um, I really value what it means to um, be a woman and I I think for me it's it's this sense of connection and pride to um what am I saying hold like the strength of my my female ancestors and to um I guess embody that so I'm not answering the question I gave no but (laughs) I think right now for me being a woman means like embodying this this power and embodying the the history um of of other women and the ways that um we have been put down or uh, looked at differently or assumed that we couldn't do this or that and so it's really cool to be alive now and to be in spaces that for a number of reasons I wouldn't have been invited in or Mm -hmm accepted in before and Mm -hmm. so it's extremely cool and empowering to do that and so um for me a lot of things that pop up when I think of being a woman is like just an essential braveness to walk into spaces and be in spaces and a deep strength um that comes from a history of um being thought of as less Mm -hmm. and I also can connect that to my racial identity as well and so yeah i i just took it to a place and i'm gonna leave it there for now (laughs) for sure for sure um i'm i'm thinking about I, i tried to i'm trying to think back to like when i was a kid what kind of like values and like what kind of like as a girl you should this when I was oh, like, right trying, yeah. yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to think of those things and I can't find those things in my parents which is super cool so good job parents um where like I just, why am I having such a hard time talking <laughs> it's a difficult day you just sprinted <laughs> from your work I did all I the ran, way here literally. so it's good <laughs> we're with you um like I I think about what I did growing up and 
like I was a Girl Scout, but my mom was my troop leader and we were some of the most Boy Scouty Girl Scouts that ever existed. <laughs> like, um, we learned to be really self-sufficient in a lot of things. So mm-hmm. we did the camping thing. We learned to cook English muffin pizzas in cardboard boxes with foil. What? Um, Delicious. It, it, they were. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we learned to do all of the things we did more stuff that's typically associated with boy scouts than my brother did in boy scouts sweet yeah um and so like because my mom is not like what i think would have been called like a girly girl (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so she was like let's learn some like practical life skills and that's what we did and i don't think that there were like characteristics or values that were associated with my gender that were like pushed on me by my parents by society sure but my parents never did anything like that and I was like very much so free to be like whoever I was Mm -hmm. (laughs) um which were not typically like I'm I'm trying so hard to be mindful of not I'm trying to not use any sort of like harmful assumptions but also like (laughs) I was raised in the late 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. and so so when I'm so I'm trying to say like I I think we should probably preface yeah or just own that the ways that we're talking about mm-hmm. um, women a lot of it is from stereotypes and things like that that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that you're owning those things for right yourself, I'm, I'm trying I'm trying true. to not I'm trying to not perpetuate those stereotypes, but yes. also like I was aware growing up that a lot of the things that I was interested in doing and a lot of the things that I did were not typically like quote unquote like girl activities. Like I was a percussionist yeah. in band, which mm-hmm. was the very few, there were very few other girls who were percussionists in totally. band. Um, I, I liked camping. I like, I didn't, I was never, I never really had a huge doll phase. I never, I never had a makeup phase. I, I had a theater. I, theater wasn't a phase. Theater was a lifestyle. <laughs> theater <laughs> is a lifestyle. <laughs> so I like maybe there, but even then, I mean, like that's a pretty, a pretty wide open activity. And so like, and my parents never pushed me into things that were like that. It was always very much like up to what I wanted to do. And so I think that my parents, um, really kind of put it in my own hands to like define what that meant to me like to define Mm -hmm. what being a girl meant to me like there weren't things that I were assumed for me to have and so like beyond societal standards I, I think I had a really different experience coming to an understanding of what it meant to be a girl than a woman now than Mm -hmm. than it might have been for some people yeah does that make sense Mm-hmm. Okay. I I think that's I think that's really solid to differentiate the this is what I was raised in, which yeah. is really cool. But this is also like you could still feel those societal kind of I th- pressures. I think, yeah, and I think that you and I grew up in the era of I'm not like other girls. Like Right, right. <laughs> and I think that I think that I fell into those harmful stereotypes. Mm, I think that instead of mm-hmm. playing into like, I think I, cause I did, I, I had friends who were girls, but I had a lot of friends who were guys mm-hmm. and I like, 
I mean, we talked about this in our Valentine's Day episode. Like, you and I both were, yeah. like, <laughs> the tortured best friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I definitely, like, I did lean into those stereotypes. I did lean into the, like, anti-feminine girl stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, is unfortunate because there's there's nothing wrong with liking makeup. There's nothing wrong with going through a doll phase. Like, there's not, like, yeah, anything yeah. And I think I was so passionate about being cool. Not cool. Because I wasn't passionate about being cool at all. <laughs> There's something like like pride of an outsider. Yeah. Kind and of like, like I, I, I don't know different. Exactly. I don't and, know how to define it other than like the 2000s like teen movie trend of I'm not like other girls. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's... It's like this is your thing, and so you're gonna own this thing and be have yeah. pride of being this and yeah, and like thinking in those ways because I also did that. I also leaned into that like, well, I'm different, mm-hmm. um, and there it perpetuates that there's something wrong with being feminine or um, feminine by those standards yes yes exactly and there's nothing wrong with that no absolutely not it's another way of pinning women against exactly like I watch I watch makeup I don't wear makeup still unless Mm -hmm. unless it's a very special occasion because who has the time but I love watching people do makeup tutorials because I'm just in awe of people's like skill and talent like and that's such a cool thing and I I didn't respect it for the art that it was when I was growing Mm -hmm. up because Mm -hmm. I was so passionate about like not caring about that yeah you know I didn't even allow myself to be impressed you're reminding me of something that I completely forgotten. Like when I was in elementary school, my best friend at the time, she had these very specific rules and guidelines of like, we're girls, but we're not those girls. And so we can't mm-hmm. do this and this and this. And mm-hmm. they were like these weird rules she had invented for us. And so this one day my mom was like, painting her nails and she like invited me and my sister Cindy to paint our nails and I was like oh I can't do that because that kind of goes against our like our weird rules that of being girls but not those girls yeah and so I was so I let my mom paint my nails but it was like a nude color Mm because I was like okay this might be okay and then going to school the next day my friend saw it and she was actually really upset interesting and like acted like oh I can't believe you did that like that's embarrassing and yeah I don't even think she would talk to me for the day it was a really toxic friendship the beginning of my toxic friendship but anyway mm-hmm. that was like a weird thing that I felt especially back then that I had to be and act really tough and really reject certain um things that were quote-unquote girly um Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I'm not like that anymore I'm so glad that I can hold these um different ways of being and I I think that sometimes I'll lean in on more um I don't know my more masculine masculine side of me and Mm -hmm. lean in 
on my more feminine side and I, I love bouncing around in these areas um, and not feeling like I have to be boxed into um, a certain way of being. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I like now that I'm thinking about it, like it's it's worth noting that falling into those like I am gonna just keep repeating myself the the, the like not that kind of girl yes. falling into that like camp is just as dangerous and harmful as falling into like hyper stereotypical like yeah feminine values and pushing those mm-hmm. as like as the better thing like neither of those are good or helpful and I think that it's think that it's silly that we do this yeah <laughs> like um and I, I I totally I totally get where I was coming from as a kid and as a mm-hmm. teenager um because there were really specific ways that I wanted to be perceived mm-hmm. and I was doing the things to be perceived in those ways um because adolescence is just a constant nightmare <laughs> yes Yes. And, so. and I think again that's that's kind of often the story of womanhood is mm-hmm. like trying it's to a constant nightmare. <laughs> no <laughs> no Keely. Um but it's like trying to figure out where you fit and yeah. this um how do you want to be perceived? and navigating like are you gonna just be you or are you going to try to lean into the ways that society wants you to be are you going to yeah like it's navigating all of that and I hear that narrative through women's stories and whether you're cisgendered whether you're trans like I still hear that narrative through Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. women's stories of like trying to figure out where you fit and whether or not you are going to you know lean into whatever way people perceive you or make your own way yeah and I lost my train of thought that's what I did and I lost my train of thought (laughs) Um, yeah, so and I, I, <laughs> with my drinks, I have too many things on the table. Go on. Um, and I, I think that it's important to note that, like, it's a constant evolving and changing process. And so, like, I, I don't think that, like, finding that definition for yourself has to be a static forever thing. Oh, no. Um, because, like, if, if I could rid myself of all of the like societal expectations and all of the like 2000s team movies expectations like I would still have been a percussionist growing up I'd still be super into video games I'd still mm-hmm. be a complete geek like I'd still have all of those characteristics mm-hmm. I think I'd just be like inwardly nicer to other girls mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah. I was never I was never mean to other girls because of mm-hmm. them I didn't but like inside I thought gross thoughts about other people yeah yeah and I think that I would just be <laughs> I don't know that I would have lived any differently other than the way that I perceived other people mm-hmm. and I mean I wonder yeah I don't <laughs> what am I trying to say here? um 
I think if you were able to erase all of those like stereotypes and those um, pressures, mm-hmm. it would be like an inward piece I'd imagine of like, yeah, you'd still do the same things you did because that's just a part of you and who mm-hmm. you are. But maybe you'd feel more peaceful or comfortable or free yeah. to just I still go ahead and do them. Yeah. I still catch myself using not helpful language a lot of times. Like I am absolutely useless when it comes to hair and makeup stuff. Um and there are things in my life that that call for me to be a little bit better at those things. And so I like whenever we go to like a wedding or something I want to wear eyeliner and I am incapable of doing my own eyeliner I can get everything else kind of but eyeliner I just have never been able to do so I make Taylor do it for me um which he hates but (laughs) not not because like he's not willing to help me in that way but because it stresses him out to hold a pencil that close to my eyes (laughs) (laughs) to clarify he's comfortable helping me in that way he's just not comfortable holding an implement that close to my eyeball (laughs) Uh, but like every time the way that I ask for help in that is I hand him the eyeliner and I say can you help me I'm bad at being a girl and that's not Mm -hmm. a helpful thing Mm -hmm. to say and like I say it jokingly Mm -hmm. but also like someday I could have a daughter who like Mm -hmm. someday I could have a daughter who hears me say can you help me I'm bad at being a girl in Mm -hmm. reference to that and now I've just ingrained this is what it means Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be good at being a girl yeah (laughs) which is like a really dramatic approach but that's one of I'm sure a thousand things that I do mindlessly Mm. that could become a pattern yeah and you know you saying that makes me think of like how um women especially talk about weight and um their bodies and Mm -hmm. I I have a really hard time around people when they say different things like oh, I'm fat now and I'm ugly or like, like really overanalyzing their bodies. And I, I just always think, one, how does that make other people feel around you if you're specifically talking about like weight and there's people who are larger than you and you're talking about yourself as being ugly because of whatever weight you're at. And, mm-hmm. and then two, how my that affect children who hear you say things like that um and start analyzing themselves in that way Mm -hmm. and so there's certain things that like a lot of times when I hear people say that they're joking Mm -hmm. but there's obviously some beat of truth in it that they believe and I wonder how that is then perceived by younger people hearing that and how it affects others um so that's like something that I also struggle with is the language of I guess how I talk about myself in ways Mm -hmm. like I usually don't make comments about weight since I've brought up this topic um but I do make comments about like I look weird today or different Nicole was on this whole thing about her head being round <laughs> it was so week. round <laughs> <laughs> which that's like a sillier one but I'll do like more no, extreme sure. things about my commenting on my face or parts of my body or things like that and it 
makes Forrest especially really upset and he'll be like, be nice to my friend talking about me. (laughs) Yeah. And I know that like, I think about my sisters and I think about the ways that we were taught down to by our mother and the ways that she um kind of helped instill that mindset of there's something off about us in some way physically that has kind of trickled down and so it's really it's such an unlearning process to catch ourselves even when we're saying small things even when we're kind of joking like okay yes that comes from some truth can we break that down can we unlearn that some I don't know yeah yeah and I I think like I think about how like my mom was pretty intentional about not doing stuff like that Mm -hmm. but still like I grew up watching friends and that's (laughs) yes so like that that language is still pretty embedded in my mind from 90s sitcoms (laughs) they're the worst (laughs) legitimately and so, like, even then, like, it it feels inescapable sometimes because, like, mm. even though my mom was really intentional about, like, not instilling that kind of thought process, like, I was still surrounded by it societally. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. So. <laughs> you just made me remember I was watching Blossom the other day. Blossom. Um, oh, yeah. Watching Blossom. And there was, like, it was the first episode she got her period and she lives in a house of boys and mm-hmm. um i said that weird boys i want to make sure people heard what i said not poise okay anyway <laughs> in a house of poise <laughs> she lives in a house with all boys and mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to do because she doesn't want to talk about having her period and all of this stuff mm-hmm. i was just thinking like uh wouldn't it be nice if we still weren't in the same place of not being able to openly talk about periods or talk about whatever things our bodies are doing that are human um yeah yeah it was a weird episode and at one point she fell asleep and had this dream that the mom from the cosby show was her mom and what taught her about <laughs> her period um nicole's so doing was... it again where she breaks down <laughs> shows for us so that we don't have to watch them uh, no. yeah. i, I... <laughs> sorry no just... i think i brought that up because there were some like women stereotypes that kept coming mm-hmm. up within the show and totally. i was I like think... This is the 90s, but also I hear these same kind of jokes today still. So shows. this is interesting. Like, you've made me think of something. When I went off to college, there was um, a lockdown at a school. Not the school that I went to for high school, but one near my high school mm-hmm. where they thought somebody had a gun. And they proposed that everybody, maybe in response to this, would have to start using clear backpacks, like the plastic ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest pushback, which first of all, I don't think clear backpacks are the correct response anyway. Um, but the biggest pushback against that was like, well, what about girls? Cause they have like mm. tampons and liners and pads and like, we can't, we can't make the, like, we can't have those on display. How distracting <laughs> would that be? And I was like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm 
almost as bad as seeing a woman's shoulders. Uh, truly, I, t- the world would catch on fire. Like, oh so, but it was just, but I, I think about it. And like, when I was in high school, if I had to ask to use the restroom, I like had all of these really discreet ways of carrying like feminine hygiene products to the bathroom so that nobody knew what I had. And then I think about how like when we try to keep things like that like so terribly secret the amount of misinformation that happens Mm. because oh I'm telling this story in my in my APO history class my junior year I went up to the front of the room and I was like excuse me like can I go use the restroom and he was like um no like I don't think so which first of all I have my own issues with that but whatever and I was like I think that I started my period like I need to I need to leave to take care of this and he goes well can you just hold it hold what what yeah like he he legitimately my high school teacher legitimately thought that i could just control that blood flow (laughs) you should have said sure do you have any napkins (laughs) like what do you like i and so i I was like no that's not a thing i'm capable of (laughs) and he was like i feel like you're being dramatic but fine go ahead and I was like, well, okay then. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right? <laughs> so, that is just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I think about, like, when we perpetuate keeping... Like, and I don't I don't think that anyone should have... Like, similarly to breastfeeding, I don't think that we should ban breastfeeding covers for people who are more comfortable using them. Mm-hmm. Like that's that feels silly, and I think that if you are someone who doesn't want to broadcast to the world that that's something you're going through at the moment, that's also fine. But I think when we have this like expectation to be like, yes, keep it secret, keep it safe, <laughs> that it results in like weird instances <laughs> of men in their fifties who still don't know how this basic men in their fifties who are married with children who still don't understand how this basic biological process works like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) it was just I just think about that all the time where I'm like this is a man who's an educator (laughs) granted on American history but still Was, was this AP history it was oh dang I don't know what to say (laughs) <laughs> not that it should make a difference but. no but i was i was gonna make make a joke if it wasn't ap history and just make, well maybe if it was ap history, but well but no we don't that. even no. have that no excuses <laughs> yeah no i don't know it's just kaylee so for you yeah putting you back on the spot oh my gosh someone's mowing what the lawn <laughs> right they don't next to don't my window. they know that we're recording a podcast excuse me sir i'm recording a podcast this is gonna be bad because they're just gonna mow and there's nothing i can do okay you gotta wait for a second can you hear it still it's i can't so- anymore it's loud and it's funny because he just started it right by <laughs> this window i'm sitting next to it's rude <laughs> Oh, here we come again. Okay, I'm gonna. Have I don't to think s- it's as bad as you think it is. Listen, everybody. Sometimes lawnmowers happen. I know. Please bear with us. Yes, and just so you know, I'm not rich, and I don't have someone mowing my lawn because I don't think I'm anyone. That person. I think 
people would have assumed that if you were rich and had people mowing your lawn that you could have organized the time that they that's true that's true um (laughs) i live in an apartment to be clear you don't have to be rich to have people mow your lawn some people are not like some people are not able-bodied enough to do so and they can find kids in the neighborhood or something like that see now you're setting up all sorts of societal expectations when you have to mow their own lawns you don't even have a lawn because you live in an apartment. Yes, it's not technically my lawn. I'm just next to it. You the lawn next to me. I rent the lawn. Um, and I guess when I'm thinking of people mowing the lawn, I think of this team of guys that comes. It's like a bunch of people, which like I'm imagining you It's might. like a landscaping yes. team. Yeah. So this is what I think of as rich lawn mowing is this team of people. If, if Any- you know, just clarifying just reel it back in before we make Reeling anyone else upset um i feel like i was totally gonna make a point oh i was gonna put kaylee on the spot uh-huh. what i do best um okay kaylee mm-hmm. right now in this moment in your life how would you define what it means to be a woman for you for me personally i don't think that you defined this yet why do i have to whatever (laughs) (laughs) you can go on whatever tangent you want like i did and instead talking about my ancestors and the power of womanhood (laughs) (laughs) these really dramatic i wish that you could see this friends because the like amount of dramatic arm movements that went in with it she looked like she was like in an old school production of macbeth as one of the witches It was a treasure. Um, I was really channeling um, the mom from Schitt's Creek. Uh, I forgot her <laughs> name, but she she talks really big and does big movements. I'm here for it. And she says words like aviator. So, um, I don't know. I'm just kind of existing, you know. I think, <laughs> girl, you doing more than existing. I I don't know. I. I think I have a hard time defining these things because I want it to be a really inclusive definition. And I know that you said for me right now, but I, oh, I'm bad at that. Um, let's just talk about you. See, I don't babe, like doing that. Babe. Let's talk about all the things that divine, divine, define a woman to you, for you, as you, as you. Okay, why did I do that? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I think I think maybe right now it's it's a lack of definitions, honestly. Um <laughs> I am I don't know, I don't know. I I'm currently in spaces where women are coming in and um, doing cool stuff. And I'm just, I'm really excited to be a part of that. (laughs) (laughs) And so like my undergraduate degree was in Christian ministries and there are women in the church right now who are doing cool stuff. And I'm, I'm excited to be able to identify with that. And um, in the field of counseling, women have done cool stuff for a long time in counseling and have done a lot of work fixing the other stuff. <laughs> and so like, I, I'm really, I'm really excited. I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited. I'm, ex- I'm excited to be able to be like, Hey, those are my people. 
Does that make sense? No, I think I'm saying makes sense. So, Kaylee is excited to be a part of the club. Yeah, and maybe, maybe what it is is I'm excited to be a part of the club. And I'm excited to be excited to be part of the club. I'm excited to be in a mm. phase where I'm not pretending I'm not part of that club. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or that it's or that I'm it's tracking. like not or that it's not cool to be part of that club. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm apparently this is a podcast where I just talk about how cool my mom is all the time. Yay, mom. Um <laughs> like she's just like legitimately so neat. <laughs> and she doesn't ever seem to like define herself by other people's definitions of things um and so like she was like she my parents took care of us equally growing up but my dad worked evenings she worked mornings and so in the evenings like she was home and she made dinner and she did the homework with us and like she did that but then she also like ran a Girl Scout troop and was, like, able to get us really business-minded so that we could, like, sell enough cookies to get to London. Women business! Women business! Like, she is the one who helped me financially figure out my entire life as I was growing up, and she financially figured out our entire lives as we were all, like, in that household together. Like, she's just really, really cool and versatile and, like she does stuff that she knows that she's good at and she's good at everything so. <laughs> no um I think I'm I think the older I get the more inspired I am by her because she just like you know she just does stuff like stuff gets done and she is good at things and she doesn't apologize for being good at things yeah <laughs> like, and so I, I like think it. I think that I'm coming into a space where I recognize that like I'm not the most like stereotypically societally recognized like feminine of girls and I don't have to be but also I don't have to pretend that that's not cool because that's cool too and I'm just recognizing that the stuff that I'm interested in and into and passionate about is stuff that I am interested in and into and passionate about and that's okay yeah like (laughs) snapping it out I'm excited to be able to like hold my identity as a woman and get to define that for myself. Yeah. Even though I'm currently bad at defining them. That's okay. But <laughs> and you so get I think to. What, yeah. And I think that that's what I'm excited about is that I I can be proud of being a woman without that having to mean a specific set of things. Yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. I think that's what mm-hmm. I'm I think that's what I've been trying to say for an hour now. Yeah. And I feel like that's also what I've been trying to say too. <laughs> <laughs> is something I'm realizing more as I grow and all of that is um, my definition of woman for me mm-hmm. is kind of similar to my definition of being Black for me mm-hmm. and being Puerto Rican for me um, is really about the history and the ancestry of what has come before me and living in that today and honoring that and understanding that. But being a woman right now, today, 
for me is about being able to make those decisions and define who I am and what I am and Mm -hmm. where I am in life. And I think that's cool. Yeah. I think being a woman is really just blossoming into being a human (laughs) back to blossom. That's why I laughed. (laughs) On teen Nick. Oh man. (laughs) I don't even know where I was watching it. Probably Hulu. They have a lot of like old sitcoms and I'll just sit. That's my favorite thing about Hulu is old sitcoms. Um, Even though I just talked about how harmful they were. We can appreciate them now, the dumbness that yes, they were. Sure. Have you seen the theme song for Blossom? It's like she has like an old video camera and she's like doing weird things in front isn't, of it and isn't, stuff. Isn't Blossom, isn't that Maya Bialik? Is she from that show and she's really smart in real life too? Yeah, she's got like a neuroscience <laughs> degree. Yes, yeah, that's, that's her. She's, she's a cool human being in general. She really also. is. Like, that's, I think that that's another. <laughs> well we make fun of blossom for it's we'll call it outdatedness we can yes. recognize my Bialik for being like educated and really cool complex things yes and okay good. here's here's the thing also here is like i think as we're talking about um like liking things that aren't stereotypically like girl things i also was never good at like science or math I mean I, I got by like I passed all my classes and everything but that was never my skill set and so like I couldn't even like fall into the like women in stem group because I wasn't talented in that way <laughs> and so like I think that that's another space where like some of those identity pieces were kind of muddled up where I'm like yeah. oh no <laughs> Like, I'm not this stereotype or this stereotype. What is I? Like, legitimately, where I was like, oh, my personality meshes really well with women in STEM, but that's not my skill set at all. But my, yeah. And so then I think that that's another, like, one of those things that I've been able to be like, I've been able to like release where I'm like, that's a really cool thing that I can't do. And that's fine. so i don't know i don't know you don't know i don't know kaylee yes i wanted to give our listeners i almost called them viewers but you can't see us what what okay our listeners a (laughs) um a look into where the heck we got our podcast name yeah Um, where the heck did we get our podcast name nicole uh well it was created on a whim it was i think basically that first episode (laughs) yes um i'm happy that we have it i like nevertheless she podcasted because one we created a word and two it's it's true it gets autocorrected a lot well now it's starting like you can see how popular we are by google recognizing us (laughs) the fact that we don't get changed to other podcasts that have similar names is really cool it's true not anymore yep not anymore um but nevertheless she podcasted comes from the expression uh nevertheless she persisted which um if you remember this 2017 ish uh that became a really big popular kind of slogan for um feminists 
all around the country. And I did some research because I wanted to make sure I had this right. And the last time someone asked me, I didn't have this correct. So someone asked you no so never mind that's what we're day, talking really. about okay anyway um so this expression comes from a a debate that happened between a, a senate debate that happened with elizabeth warren um who was uh objecting to uh jeff sessions becoming the attorney general and she had a entire speech that she was giving and within that speech she was quoting um people like uh coretta scott king yep coretta scott king and during this um mitch mcconnell made an objection to i guess her using this quote which is silly but anyway he made an objection objection not an injection <laughs> we're starting some weird political rumors on this <laughs> and that is when <laughs> mcconnell injected senator warren with a poison but nevertheless she persisted <laughs> and is this the story that you told someone the other day <laughs> and pushed the poison out of her body by sheer woman willpower I like this story better, though, so can we keep that? <laughs> oh, friends, friends, because of editing, you won't know this, but, like, we really, like, took a second to get serious to tell this story. We really did. But because I can't speak today more than usual, <laughs> I keep saying every word wrong. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, that Anyway. Objected. Objected. He objected. I object to her speaking for this long. She a woman. He didn't say that, but he was annoyed that she was talking for so long. And he said, the senator will take her seat, stopping her from continuing um, her speech, which is stupid. And following this Senate time, following the whole ruling and all of that stuff, uh, Senator McConnell said on the Senate floor, and I quote, Senator Warren was giving a lengthy speech. She had appeared to violate the rule. She was warned. She was given an explanation. Nevertheless, she persisted. And that became just really this like rallying cry um for feminists all around and and really especially because what happened uh, in the era of trump right 2017 yeah yep in the era of trump and in the era of different men in power um talking down to women at the height of the me too movement height of the me too movement after Donald Trump was um, grabbing people yep. <laughs> by the vagina, so I don't get um, <laughs> don't get We're, explicit. This is probably explicit at this point. <laughs> really? We um, mentioned periods. That's probably enough for okay, them to flag us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, also after um, Trump was calling, what was it, Hillary? Clinton, a nasty woman. Um, mm. You know, all those fun phrases were going around by these white males. Um, and fun. funny enough, they created 
uh, one of the uh, a very celebrated um, phrase. Nevertheless, she persisted on accident. So that's where we modified it to be a podcast title. We did, um, and not. I mean, it's a little bandwagon jumping, but not just because. Right now, we um, also did it because we kind of wanted to show like hey this is we're here and we're doing this even though honestly i feel like some odds were against us but here we are we're creating something from scratch um to share with people because we had something to say even if we don't always know what that is we got something to say we do our best we do our (laughs) best so where we'd like to wrap up today Let's wrap it up. Put a bow on it. Okay, Nala, we're almost done. It's like she can tell. <laughs> She's like, come on now. She literally is just like, mom, let's go. Um, <laughs> friends, thank you so much for your time today. Um, and thank you for allowing us the space to process as we talk. I know that as like a podcast we should probably be professional and have an idea of what we're trying to say before we say it but um i think i think it's we have special. topics well I, I didn't say that we didn't have topics i'm just saying like there were a lot of questions that you and i had to like answer for ourselves as we were answering for the podcast um but it's i think there's life, something y'all. i was just gonna say i think there's something really interesting and authentic about allowing you to be a part of that process with us um so thank you for that. We do we do appreciate it. We hope we hope that you understand why we do that. Because um, as much as we're like, whoops, how do you podcast? Sometimes it is incredibly intentional to allow you to see into that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in learning more about us, uh, check us out at our website www.neverthelessshepodcasted.com. Are we on Facebook? We are. Are we on Twitter? You bet. Are we on Instagram? For sure. At NTLG Podcasted. Guys, I do this every week. I have to like spice it up somehow. <laughs> spice it. If you're interested in supporting interested in supporting this podcast, you can check us out on Patreon. Oh, my dog is ready for me to leave. So I guess I guess that's my call to wrap it up. As always, we appreciate you and the space that you hold for us. Um, just like we're trying to hold space for so many other things. <laughs> uh stay safe out there stay hydrated and uh stay golden pony oh, boy oh. that's a different direction that I was gonna oh go. i thought we were bringing that back um <laughs> and as always stay podcasted sure or s- stay persistent sure <laughs> keep doing the things that you do you sexy thing you oh gosh we're definitely flagged <laughs> what sexy isn't a word i can say Probably not. What world is this? Thanks a lot.